Hello, and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski, and today I am talking to the marvellous Kate Mukungu. We are talking about undertaking a PhD when your plate is already full. So working and doing the PhD and parenting and doing all the things all at once. Um, And Kate shares her experience and some top tips that she has discovered out of that journey. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Kate. Hi, Emma. How are you? I am so well, thank you. Um, as I say, I, 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 your CV is so epic, and I am so excited to talk to you. The, the brilliant thing of this podcast is I get to talk to amazing people. And when I saw your stuff, I was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" So I can't, I can't wait to get into this um, and all that you do because um, you are a wonder. Um, so. Before we get into the kind of particular topic that we were going to talk about today, which is doing a PhD when you've already got too many things on your plate, which I love, Um, I always start by asking people to tell us a little bit about themselves. So can you tell us a bit about you? Okay. Um, I am now 50. So I turned 50 in the year of finishing my doctorate. I Yes. Uh, I I hoped it would be the other way around, but that's okay. Um, I, at the time of starting my doctorate, was working in uh, as a chief exec of a charity in the northeast of England, and started my doctorate not to pursue a career in academia, but more to kind of reflect on lots of practice issues and mm. and kind of contexts that I'd come across as a person and as a as a practitioner. Yes. Um, but then I found it to it took me into academia and I became a lecturer for a while, but actually ceased doing that by the time I finished my doctorate and found my way back into being a chief exec of a different northeast of England charity by the time I uh, graduated. So um, I think I think I have quite a bit of diverse experience and, yes. and quite a hunger for uh, encountering different experiences and, and different people and learning from that, and which I guess is what takes folk into this kind of endeavour in the first place. If you didn't mm. have... A kind of a rampant curiosity um then a phd's you know a questionable choice i think oh, I so yeah that that's term. a little <laughs> rampant curiosity yes to that yes to yeah. that yeah um, so yeah i've kind of used the doctorate and find myself going in a circle but in a circle that i'm very happy about mm. sometimes people describe a circle as if it's negative because you've kind of come back to something but actually the the trip around the circle was the point for me rather than necessarily needing to end in a completely different place I think oh, I love that I love that and I love the sense of the the PhD as a process and as a process of discovery because it isn't 
you know, it isn't just something to tick off the list. It is, yeah, it's, it's a process and um, an inquiry and um, a vehicle, a vehicle for rampant curiosity. Um, Amazing. So, so the the PhD is now complete. Amazing. Um, But we, we wanted to talk about you undertaking that PhD when you already had a very, very full life. Um, And I know this is, I know there are lots of people listening who are also in that experience and um, are on the life raft because they feel a little bit like they're they're drowning sometimes. So um, to talk to you about how you navigated that, what that was like, and the the kind of the highs and lows of that. So take it away. Tell us about that. I find that in the early stages of the process, it was quite doable. So although I had a a busy job and uh, teenage daughters, as as they were at the time, um, Mm -hmm. I I finished the process as as a grandparent of a five-year-old. Amazing. Yes, I didn't know that was going to be the case when I started. Um, So, so, um, I find it easy in the early stages because of setting out the project and thinking about how to approach doing the research. Mm. Where I found the balance a real challenge was at the right, the you know, the real writing stage. Um, And I found that I had to adopt all manner of strategies just to get through that. Mm. Um, And I think there was two sides to that for me. One was about kind of definitely having to push myself but secondly having to forgive myself because um mm-hmm. I was very productive at the early stages when it came to planning the project out and looking at the method and looking at how I was going to go and interview people and collect my data and all of that I think a lot of my work skills kicked yes. in and I yes. it, it was a project like many other projects at work but when I had to sit down with the computer and then kind of you know grapple with all of this original contribution and um you know achieve the depth of analysis that is sort of of a doctoral level and etc I just found that my pace became really really slow um and there was a lot of um angst and questioning myself so that that's when the whole kind of strategic approach to just getting myself through that was important and the answer to that we think the answer to that often is time and actually for me the answer to that was people rather than time um and and finding people that were willing to let themselves be a sounding board for me but also people that I was very open to uh reciprocating at, at that uh for as well mm-hmm. um so and those thankfully I did a lot of kind of asking the universe for things and the universe was very kind and sometimes the universe was disinterested and that was kind of okay because nothing was lost in in the process of that and so whether it was joining networks um online networks of women academics, networks of people doing PhDs. And the online world was a very generous place for me, mm. I found. But the physical world was too. There there are there are people out there who, you know, maybe have um retired from their academic career who have a real generosity of spirit when it comes to 
wanting to nurture and support people at the early stages of that whole um, endeavour. And and I was really lucky to kind of cross paths with a few and, and form connections. So for me, people were the answer, but definitely coming up with a schedule, having my family on board was, you know, without that, there would have been, it would have been impossible. So, you know, um, from partner to siblings to to children and then grandchildren sort of understanding that oh you know it's time to go away into that room and turn the computer on again um but really people for me are, are the answer and they, and they are more precious than time we think that time is the thing that that we're battle constantly in a battle with and i i think i realize that that's not necessarily the case because this is an endeavor Oh, sorry, this is a, a challenge about getting to the end. That is what the achievement is, is getting through the stages. And and I did interrupt my studies a few times because there were times when life, the, the demands of life were bigger than yes. um, all else. And, you know, illnesses and sadly bereavements and different things that had happened along the way. And uh, So actually, sometimes you can stop the clock. I know that's very difficult for some people in relation to uh, visa implications etc but where you can stop the clock if you like and say look I, I need to step off here to go deal with life so that I can come back and integrate this uh, project back into my life again that was useful so I took a, I took a really long time to get to the end and uh, I was a part-time researcher anyway because of all the other things that that I had going on, work and family, etc., and the need to earn throughout the process. Um, so once I kind of told myself that if I decided that I would get to the end, barring any kind of disastrous events that might prevent that, then I was actually going to get to the end because it was just the you know deciding to have that endurance if you like oh I love that and it is the PhD is a mindset game and kind of setting that intention what strength in that is like I will finish I will finish we'll get there we'll get there um oh there's so much good stuff in there um I loved what you said and I'm sure lots of people could relate in terms of these different phases of the PhD and starting out and feeling like, oh yeah, here we go. This is this is like work, isn't it? This is this thing. And I think for a lot of people who have come to the PhD with a lot of experience, um, that sense of setting up the project and that first sort of hunting and gathering phase, setting things up, has a particular rhythm to it, which actually can feel quite familiar. It's like it, you know, yeah. it's like setting up a work project. Oh yeah, here I go. And then, yeah, like you say, you come to that next stage, like kind of I call it the messy middle. And the rhythm changes and people aren't necessarily expecting that because they thought, oh, well, this is the PhD, the first phase, when they go into that first phase, oh, this is the PhD. And then, like you say, everything slows down and you have to go into that ruminative space, which is very different to lots of other stuff that we do. This isn't light work anymore. (laughs) Um, And as you say, then it's got a different rhythm to the rest of your life and actually you have to kind of curate your life a little bit differently around that um I've wondered 
because you you said then at that point about having to to set things up for yourself um I, w- I wonder if there's anything else to say around around that you talked about people yeah having that kind of connection with people um and obviously you are you are a real people person I can tell that and in terms of having that that um input but anything yeah. else that you can remember from that time and managing that change of rhythm yeah I think it's I think one of the things I'm a, a little bit cautious about is um I although I, it's really important that this conversation is encouraging what I know I wouldn't want to do is sort of present as someone who had it sussed because I really didn't no, no. I, I really had I really had um moments of complete doubt and mm, um, mm. I'm not sure I can do this mm. so I think that what I learned was that if I was in the room by myself with just the computer and literally feeling like I don't know what I'm doing and mm. and that moment was you know re- recurred or came in different ways I don't recall bringing myself out of that moment by just staying in the room right. and staring at the screen. Right. And I think sometimes we imagine this, that, you know, these kind of academic types that will go away until they figure it out and they'll have their eureka moment. And and I guess I, I imagine that's very dependent on what your, uh, what your project is and also um, about your own type as a person. But I never pulled myself out of any of those moments by mm. myself so mm. that was when you know if if that isn't working change it um little moments where I did find that uh, I thought oh I've, I've got a little solution here uh often happen when I would go for a jog right um and and this is going to sound like a totally ridiculous tip but bear with me um what I I find one of the most useful things was I created a little WhatsApp group, but I was the only person in the group. So a, another <laughs> academic friend of mine, um, I made a group with her and then I immediately threw her out of the group. <laughs> so that, uh, and, the, and the group was called Good Research Ideas. So if I was in a moment, if I was jogging yes. or if I was anywhere, yes. I could just give myself a voice note yes. and, the, and therefore take something out of my head. So, um, and I think that helps when you don't feel time rich as well. It's like you can let yourself swim around in a thought of something and then, but capture it in the, in that moment. Um, I used to sometimes laugh at myself. Yeah. Because I I would be jogging and I'd be giving myself a voice note, but then I I would think people will just think I'm talking to someone on the phone, but um, for those who are old enough to remember or into the humor of Alan Partridge I did sometimes laugh at myself because I thought I'm doing this kind of you know speaking into a dictaphone type of thing that just <laughs> is a bit cringy but it really worked it it, it it really worked um and I I also made another whatsapp group for everything else and that group was called again a group of one that was called not research so, <laughs> so I could research and not research um so there for and that was also like you know remember to get milk or yes. you know pay this bill or pick this child up or whatever um so that kind of little silly thing helped but it really you know it it helped me a lot because I wasn't 
I know lots of people use really sophisticated apps and I'm not one of those people, but that that was a good little tip. I don't think that's silly at all. I think it's genius. And I'll tell you for why, because if you've got WhatsApp on your phone, you're always going to have your phone with you. Exactly. And sometimes when you've got when you've got other systems, you don't always have it to hand and you need it for those moments where you're like, oh, there's that idea. And you want to capture it. And as you say, especially if you if your plate is already full and you're already working and parenting and all the other things that you're doing, you want to capture that golden moment and whatever yeah. works for you works for you. And I love it. I love a WhatsApp group of one. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. But the fact that it kind of goes to show what I was saying, though, I couldn't have set that group up by myself. Yes, you know, yes, even yes. just needed someone who 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 was on board with the idea. And she was doing the same. My friend Madeline was doing the same at the other side. And, and so we were and we also and I also had lots of little genuine groups as right. well right. with people that was about exchanging ideas. And uh, sometimes those were groups of people that would meet in person COVID came increasingly, you know, none of us were meeting in person, but um, I found that personally a very fruitful time for me because in the past where I could probably only meet people who were geographically close to me, all of a sudden I found that I could have those kind of really helpful conversations with people who were everywhere mm. um, and that and that was so helpful to me and it also meant that you could have conversations at unusual times of the day as well or not unusual times of the night yes 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 yes. um yeah I think the other thing about um and I, I don't know if it's answering your question so much about the rhythm of things but one of the things that I found really important was to be honest about how I felt and to put words and voice to that in conversation with others uh, which might have been quite burdensome from for people around me. I don't. I don't know. But you know, and and I I had to do that in moments of triumph as well as moments of despair because I think sometimes we will remember to say, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing," or "This is too difficult." But also to sort of say, "Do you know what? I cracked something today. Yes, yes I'd yes, been yes. thinking about that for ages, and now I think I know what what that." chapter needs to be about or now I think I know what that piece of information was is trying to say um and and to be generous with about that um to other people as well because we anyone who's been through any difficult process always knows how encouraging it is when you see someone else take a leap forward it gives you a bit of hope so I, I thought well actually I need to kind of shine a light on that as well um and be helpful to other people because that's part of the deal, you know, whether, and it's not always paying it back, it's paying it forward too. I, I really believe that. So I think those are the things that get you through. And and there's this idea that it's a, a, a very lone or a very soul piece of work. And I just don't agree with that. I don't think it is. No. I know it, it's, it's kind of presented as such because, you know, it, your name is on the work at the end and, and you wrote it, but no one ever did anything alone. I really, you know, uh, no. that is just the truth, and 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 this is no different. So, I would encourage people not if they feel lonely in the process to um, to be very clear about the fact that actually you're not meant to be alone, and mm. therefore 
there's no need to feel lonely. There's just, it's just, I think, quite challenging to find your way to get supportive people around you because I don't think we're necessarily prepped for that extremely well. I think maybe people, because we envisage it as such a solo piece of work, that um, that's kind of the the headspace or the mindset that we bring to it. But increasingly, I find that the more you share the the trials and the triumphs with other people, the more manageable it, 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 the whole thing becomes. Oh, yes, yes, yes to that. And I love that you were talking about the triumphs too, because it's really important. I think people perhaps kind of go, okay, right, well, I'm going to need people to support me when it's hard. But actually, as you say, what you want is people who totally get where you go, yes, I found that reference. And, and those, yeah. those are your people that go, hooray for you. I totally know why that's important. And I'm going to celebrate that with you. Um, Absolutely. Really, really. I just, it, 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 those, those are the people you need. And that's like you say, so, so having your people that are going to travel with you, um, and you're going to, you know, you're going to cheer, cheer for them. They're going to cheer for you. You are there for when things are difficult, but you are also there for when things are flying. That's yeah. the, that's the gorgeous part of it. Um, to see that, to see the highs and lows together. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I, I think that, um, the other thing about being busy is there's always, a, and I certainly can relate to this, that I think when anyone who's busy often feels like, okay, this week I did 50 things and I did all of them not very well. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you're, you're holding so much and you think, okay, yeah. I need to put some things down. Um, mm. And I, so I've had to have very understanding colleagues at times as well, because, you know, which I've, I possibly felt, more moments of guilt about that than right. than anything right. because your co-workers don't um you know they didn't kind of sign up to you filling your life with so much stuff that there were times that you're then turning them to them and saying I need help with this or you know I need to take, I need to bring my leave forward or things like that right. um but again I think that makes giving voice to things all the more important and 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 in those situations, I found being reciprocal very important. So it yes. would almost be about saying to people, "Look, I need to, I need to kind of put lots of leave together at once. However, um, can I help you out at this mm -hmm. time when I think it will be useful to you?" And so um, that was really important as well. But taking the break, I took a break twice, and um, mm -hmm. at the second time, I felt. A little bit defeated just because I was so desperate to get it done. And I thought, if I take a break, then I'm delaying the finish date. But actually, you know, I had to. When, you, when you're starting to run on empty, you need to stop. Yes. Um, and, yes. so, and so I let myself stop. And, and I'm glad that I did because, you know, the end is no different however further away it is the relief is immense when when you get to the end um however long that takes so um yeah I think I think push yourself and forgive yourself are probably two of the big things that, gorgeous gorgeous um, that and are I, important yeah and just to reiterate that that sense because if if there are people listening now who are 
in that place of empty tank, um, just even even putting it on to the table to kind of go, I could take a break. How would that be? Just actually asking that question of yourself, um, I think can be really useful um, because as you say, what can happen then is extreme burnout if you keep going. Um, And then actually taking a pause, stepping back means that you, you give yourself a better chance of powering to the end. That's the, that's the thing. And and give your mind a chance to think more clearly. That's the other thing, because when you're trying to push through exhaustion as well, you know, it's, stands to reason that what you're producing is is laced with that exhaustion you know it it, yes. it, it shows in what in what you put out yes yes and it, it's much harder work you don't get to enjoy the journey um and yeah and you're you know you're putting your health at risk um and that's not that's not what we want that's not what we want um Kate, you're awesome. I knew I knew this would be a good one. I knew this would be a good one. And um, so now then, you've given us so much wisdom and so so much to think about. But I am just going to ask you, out of all of that, all that you have said, um, what would be your top tip or top tips? I think um, finding your people is so mm. important, mm. but but to triumph with as well as to struggle with Um, and and to be a good and to find good people you've got to be good people as well Uh, you know and the ones who are maybe the most helpful to you maybe need nothing back from you but there are other people out there who who need you who need your presence so give that kind of um, willingness to just engage with people is so important i should i should qualify that or maybe add a caveat to that and say if that's how you are as a person i, I realize that 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 tip isn't going to work for everyone mm. but if you are a people person and you know that you interact a lot with people in order to get through most aspects of your life happily Mm. don't think that this thesis has to be done differently because it doesn't that's a that's a uh, I love it I love it um Kate thank you so much um and all all of that good stuff there um we well I've just I say I'm just having a moment now because I'm just thinking of all that you've said and all that went on in that process of your of your PhD journey and the losses that you experienced, I'm really sorry to hear about that, but also the triumphs that you had um, and that you finished with a bigger family than you started with. <laughs> I love <Yes. laughs> Um, Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. I, I know that that will be helpful to so many people. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. I've, I've really enjoyed the opportunity to chat. I did feel like this was going to be enjoyable and sure enough it was. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Kate, and thank you all for listening. 